You're listening to episode 27 of Burning Brightly, the reality of reaching your goal. This is Burning Brightly, a podcast for Christian moms who are feeling called to build a business and share their light with the world. I'm Bonnie Wiscombe, a life coach, mom, and entrepreneur, and I'm honored to be your guide as you face this business building adventure full of highs, lows, and everything in between. This is where we help each other find the courage to shine. Hello friends, welcome back to Burning Brightly. Today I'm excited to talk to you about a concept that I hope does not come across as depressing or disheartening. I'm going to talk about why it's important later on, but first I want to introduce it. And that is understanding the reality of what it's like to actually reach a goal, especially when you've had for a long time. The longer we have goals and the bigger they seem, the more we can build up that reality to something that might not actually be real. Does that make sense? So have you ever had a massive goal and then reached it and felt maybe a little bit disappointed? Sometimes we don't allow ourselves to acknowledge that there is a little bit of disappointment when we hit that goal because we want to feel amazing. And very often it does. We think, oh my gosh, I did that thing. Yay. But then sometimes we think that it's going to change so much more about our life than it actually does. So this is totally normal. And I'm going to explain this phenomenon and um, show you how we can make sure that we don't put all our eggs in one basket, thinking we're going to be so much happier when we reach that goal and fully understand that the joy is in the journey. Okay. Very often this happens because we have unrealistic expectations of how reaching that goal is going to change everything for us. Okay. A few examples are, this happens very often with money. People think, oh, things are just so tight. It's really hard to, to, you know, pay the mortgage and do fun things with my family. It's really hard to pay all the bills and we never have a spare dollar. We think if we could just make higher income, if we could just make an extra 20,000 a year, if we could just make whatever it is, and then you reach that goal and somehow that lifestyle creep sets in and you actually don't feel any better than you did when you were making the smaller amount. And the you of yesterday might think that's crazy, might think, how is that money just disappearing? But that's just kind of what happens sometimes with money, right? Another example is maybe moving, thinking, oh, this house is just too small. If we could just get a house that had a couple extra bedrooms, we would get there and we would just breathe a sigh of relief. It would be so much more comfortable. And yet you move into that bigger house and quickly your possessions materialize seemingly out of nowhere and fill that extra space, right? Or the kids grow up and it doesn't actually seem like bigger space. So all this to say that we can very often imagine this perfect future that is going to come after we reach this goal or get this thing, and it doesn't actually feel that way in real life. So let's talk about why. Okay, I'm going to give you guys a really detailed example, and we're gonna use the example of losing weight because this is my favorite example. It's just pretty cut and dry and easy to learn so many lessons from it. So I have 10 children, and I've had nine pregnancies, one set of twins, and for the most part, I've been pretty good at getting back in shape after each pregnancy because I knew I wanted a large family, and I also knew that if I just allowed five to 10, 15 pounds to stay on after every pregnancy, then at the end, I would be morbidly obese and probably really unhappy and miserable and you know have some health problems. So I, I did a pretty good job until after baby number seven. I turned 35 that year. I started a new really big project in my business and I was suddenly homeschooling seven children under the age of 10. It was a lot. I felt very overwhelmed and so I let go of the things that didn't seem to matter as much like exercising. I didn't make time for exercise as much. I made some poor food decisions out of necessity and survival and some of this excess weight stayed on. Then two years later, I had another baby and then another one and then another one. So After having that last baby in 2021, I had a lot of extra weight on me and I felt really uncomfortable. I actually realized in preparing for this episode that after that baby was born, I weighed as much as I did when I was nine months pregnant with baby number one. So that gradual weight creep is no joke, especially as you hit middle age. 
So not only did I not love how I looked and felt, but I really missed exercising. I knew that it was an important part of my life and I missed feeling healthy after eating. I missed eliminating a lot of the sugar and junk that I had let gradually creep into my life. But at that point, it had been almost seven years since I had been in that old body and I was over 40 at that point and I thought, gosh, I don't even know if it's possible to get back down there. But it seemed like a good challenge, so why not? I chose to work with a personal trainer for a couple of years, which was really, really fun and got me into weightlifting again, which I really enjoyed in my younger years. And I got my eating back under control. Plus, I started life coaching, which meant that I learned how to curb my cravings and really manage the mindset aspect of losing weight. So now here I am two and a half years later, I've lost almost all of that excess weight and I'm perfectly happy with where I am right now. And I've gotten so much stronger. But here's the reality. Life still kind of sucks sometimes, right? Losing 35 pounds did not make everything perfect. I now have some of the benefits of a trimmer body, right? I can wear some of my old clothes that were favorites. I can run a couple of miles without dying, which is really fun for me. I love running. It's one of my favorites. But guess what? My house is still a wreck more days than it's not. I still have to cook dinner every single day. And I have the downside of making sure I get to the gym most days and make that a priority so that I can maintain the strength and then avoid the sugar that I've told myself I'm not going to be eating. So interesting, right? There's still those pros and those cons. Now, do I regret getting fit and losing the weight? No, not at all. But life is not a Disney dream sequence. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. There are downsides to any path you choose. So what we need to understand is that meeting our goals will bring us relief from some of the suffering that we feel now, for sure. It will also bring other disadvantages. Back then, I didn't have to worry about the sugar I ate because it didn't matter. I was just eating blithely, unaware of how it was affecting my body. It did affect me in other ways, though, and I had to deal with those disadvantages. Now I have the advantages of not feeling like garbage because I'm eating junk all the time, but the disadvantages of making sure there's something healthy to eat everywhere I go or that you know I get my weightlifting workout in several times a week. So just remind yourself there will be pros and cons on the other side of your goal as well. So let's translate this into business for a second. I bet I can guess some of your business goals. They probably include meeting some people and helping them, making a difference in the world, feeling fulfilled by sharing your talents and developing those talents, making a bunch of money. I'm sure that's one of the goals. Learning new things, becoming a better version of yourself. But while you're so focused on the upside of the other side of your goal, you might not fully acknowledge that with those benefits will come some struggles. The struggles of growing a happy business can include unhappy customers or clients. Those are hard to deal with when someone tells you that they are unhappy with your services. The feeling of being pulled between your business or clients who need you and your family that also desperately needs you, that's tricky. Internet randos telling you what they don't like about you. Thanks, internet rando. Super fun. Increased expenses. So as your business brings in more money, it's going to require more investment as well. That could include having team members rely on you for paychecks, which is a lot of pressure and a lot of stress when someone is hoping you are going to give them the money so that they can live, right? So don't get me wrong. It's incredible to build a business and it has always been worth it for me every step of the way. But I just think it's really important that we don't have unrealistic expectations of how perfect life is going to be when we reach that goal that we have for ourselves it will still be amazing, just like life is amazing right now, even though we forget about it sometimes. It will also sometimes be boring. It will be fulfilling and sometimes really overwhelming. It will be expansive and sometimes feel a little suffocating. That is normal. So why am I telling you this? Am I telling you this to make you depressed and discourage you? No, I hope that doesn't seem like that at all but rather to ensure you that you are enjoying the journey right now. Now, I go back and forth doing this all the time. There are some days when I just think, I just want to get on the other side of this, whatever my 
usually a financial goal for my business or a, a client goal. Like, I just want to help this many people. I just want to have this course done or whatever I'm working on. I focus so much on that finish line that I forget about the obstacles that are going to come after that. And I don't fully enjoy the benefits of right now. So just to help us both, I'm going to share with you guys some of the benefits that are coming to me right now before I have made the kind of money I want to make in my business. Some of the benefits are, it's okay if I skip a day of work. I don't have so many clients that if I skip a day, anybody's going to suffer. I mean, if I have something on the books, a call, I will make sure I make the call. But if I don't have anything scheduled, which happens quite often, I could take a day off to be sick. If you can tell my throat is a little scratchy. I've been sick this last week. I can take a day or two off and nothing happens. I don't have anyone right now relying on me for a paycheck. Sometimes I freelance some workout to get some help here and there, but no one is relying on me to feed their family. That's a relief when you have a month where you're not making as much money as you'd like. Another benefit is because I still have young kids, I have the flexibility to be with them if necessary. If they're lonely or sick or sad and they need mom more than the 10 or the 12-year-old does, I have the time and the effort and the energy to be with them because my business is not that big yet. So when I am tempted to sit and think about the downside, oh gosh, it was hard to pay for this software because it was expensive and I don't have as many clients as I would like, I need to remind myself of all these benefits. In fact, I highly recommend you do the same. If you are struggling to see the benefits of where you are in your business right now, maybe you haven't made any progress at all, or maybe you've made a little progress and you think you should be farther along, I recommend you make a little list of the benefits of where you are right now. Make it on a post-it note, stick it on your mirror or on your computer to remind yourself every time you get discouraged, there are so many benefits to where I am right now. And I'm going to lean into those and enjoy those. So I'm not hurrying them past. This happens a lot in motherhood too, don't you think? You'll have two weeks in a row where your three-year-old is driving you crazy. And then maybe he gets a new tooth or a new haircut or something that reminds you of just how quickly he's growing up. And all of a sudden you just want to hold him and never let him go. This happens all the time. This is the nature of life that it's difficult to enjoy the phase we're in right now totally normal. Don't beat yourself up for this. But if you find yourself living in the future a little bit too much and thinking it's going to be so much better there, just remind yourself of how good you have it right now. I also want to open your mind up to one other downside that can come from hitting the finish line. And people don't talk about this very often. And it is the fact that once you reach that goal, you will no longer have that finish line to look forward to. Okay. So I'm super excited about the financial goal I have for my business right now. But when I hit that, then I need something else to look forward to. So I highly recommend you keep making and striving for those goals, but just acknowledge when you get there, sometimes there is a little feeling of, now what? What comes next? I got there. And I actually feel kind of the same as I did six months ago or five years ago. That's life. The same brain you have now will be the brain you have in five years when you hit that goal. Just don't let it be so focused on the future that you can't enjoy today. Don't hold off on allowing joy and satisfaction to come into your life because you're so focused on how it's going to be when you get there. Now, remember, emotions do not come from the circumstances outside of us. The joy and contentment from making $100,000 in your business does not come when you hit $100,000. It comes when you think the thought, I'm so proud of myself. I made $100,000 or I did the hard thing and I reached my goal. Okay, so the emotions that you want on the other side of that goal are available right now. They absolutely are. They're available now. If you want to feel a certain way after you get your first client or your first customer, you want to feel a certain way after you make a thousand bucks, you want to feel a certain way after you get big enough that you have to hire somebody, you're so excited about that phase. Those emotions are available to you right now. You can feel them by thinking, I'm so grateful for the flexibility my business offers me. I'm so grateful to be at the beginning because I have so much to learn. I'm so grateful for all these mentors around me that are teaching me so much. So many things to be grateful and happy for. So many ways to tap into those emotions right now. 
remember, not only do we want to feel joy and contentment because it feels better right now, but those emotions will also make your journey to your goal so much more enjoyable. Instead of working towards your goal out of desperation or scarcity or beating yourself up, you can reach it out of gratitude and excitement and hope for the future. It's so much more fun that way. So friends, I can't wait to help you reach your goals, but please don't hold off on the joy and the contentment until then. Okay, we'll talk to you next week. Are you ready to get started on your dream business? Join Finding Your Side Hustle, my digital course that will guide you through discovering what it is you love and how to turn it into a family-friendly business. Are you ready for one-on-one support as a mom or entrepreneur? Schedule a free coaching call with me to work on the goals you have for your life, including business success, weight loss, or better relationships. I can't wait to help you make progress on your dreams.